Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. We're putting up new buildings, we're knocking down the old. We're working in the summer heat and in the winter cold. And the labour power we sell, me boys, for a hard and weekly pay Produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA And whether we were born here or born in Italy In Greece, in Spain or Ireland, in England or Fiji We all of us are workers, united we must stand until the wealthy bludgers have been driven from our land. We faced deregistration, it backfired in the face. We're not fooled by arbitration, we won't stay in our place. We hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains, and break a couple of concrete pours to back our log of claims. So keep your powder dry and hold your head up high It's glass to glass and face to face, our limit is the sky We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed Our builder's labour is a name to make a man feel proud And it's good morning from the Concrete Gang, Bright Eye and Bushy Tail on 3CR Community Radio. 8.55 on your AM dial every Sunday morning, 9.30am. Good morning, me old mate Campo. Good morning, Gorilla. Now, we have got a few, couple of guests in, which we'll uh, introduce uh, shortly. We've just got a couple of things to get through. And one of them is the, one of them's the old picnic day. The old bosses are up the old uh, Christmas cheer again, tell them, tell them blokes they can't have picnic day. Well, it's a day off. It's obviously in the calendar. It's a day off. It's in the EBA. In the EBA. So have a picnic at home with your family. Obviously, a lot of the jobs are asking for a, donate some money to a charity or whatever instead of buying a ticket this year. So dig deep because there's a lot of charities that are hurting. And yeah, that. and good luck to the blokes. I mean, every job's doing something different, but there's a couple of blokes. I think that our mate from Keynes, I forget his name. We'll get that in a minute, but... He's on a bit of hard times, so the boys are doing uh, different different charities and different jobs. They're donating the fifty dollars they'd normally pay for their uh, uh, picnic ticket to a charity, which is a fantastic thing for Christmas. And that's what we do at the CFMEU. That's uh, what we do best. Campo, dig deep. So, like like the gorilla said, a lot of jobs are picking their own charity or their own thing. So get in and dig deep. And we have to apologise for last week because the Concrete Gang came on, I think, a quarter of an hour early, and we and a lot of our listeners only missed missed half the show. So, no, so we're not blaming you, Annie. It's all right, settle down. We uh, so we, um, we, we were we, this morning. Yeah, usually you have nothing to do with that. It's our fault, but I think they can't blame us for that, can they, Camper? Well, they didn't miss all much. The yeah. first part was pretty rough, anyway. So we'll chop through this because we're dying to get to our guests. But we'll, we should mention the um, the. Uh, Delegates uh, uh, meeting yesterday. It was a yeah. fantastic turn up. Jeez, I, was, I started counting the delegates and I gave up. 
the, yeah, it was good. It was a massive turnout, and um, it was good. First one we've had really in four months, I think, four or five months since or during the COVID. So it was good to get everyone back together. Obviously, it was our last one for the year. So, but we are going to be starting fresh next year, and everyone's ready and rolling, ready to go. And I reckon there would have been a few playing up after it. Yeah, I reckon there might have been a few laying around Port Melbourne. I'll drive over a couple of them away this morning, I think, but anyway. I reckon there was one laying on the bowls. Bowl, bowls green. Bowls green? I hope, I hope it was hazy after his shocking uh, report the other week ago. Oh, he did let you down. He did. Now, listen, we're going to cut. Never mind all this stuff. We, we need to get to our guests here. Now, we're going to introduce Anne Duggan. We did sp- explain you last week. She's uh, retiring. She uh, uh, has been our training well, training officer, whatever you want to call her, for 29 or 30 years. Uh, and, and surprise, surprise, yesterday she got made a life member. Congratulations, Anne. Woo. You can talk there, mate. Thanks so much, Laura. That was some pretty amazing experience yesterday. I was held at the training centre in the high risk work um, facility. and That you built? <laughs> with all the, really, lots and lots and lots of stewards and people that have um, done training with us. All those stewards, almost all those stewards there had done training with us, which can't was pretty spectacular. Cry. can't believe you didn't cry. I, was, uh, I had the lip tremble like a front-end loader. Uh, you didn't cry. <laughs> I, I was kind of having an out-of-body experience. Very it clear. was pretty amazing. It was um, a very well-kept secret. Um, and all the staff from the training unit were invited, and <coughs> that was just so good to have them there because they've been really dedicated and been really fundamental in getting that training unit going and so it was like a shared experience well you can't do it on your own the best people in the world so how do you how how do you top that for the the listeners out there the the amount of I'd I'd love figures one day on the amount of members you've trained up and all the people have kicked on because of the and and, and as John Secker said yesterday all the people that bought life they've saved with the first aid and all those other things And that's been an unbelievable thing. When you look, sit there yesterday, I was 30 years ago with Loretta, who we're going to introduce in a minute. Um, we, we were training people on, or Loretta was training people on jobs and all that 30 years ago. And we've gone from having that training on jobs in, 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 in the smoko sheds to an amazing facility we've got down in Port Melbourne there. So we'll introduce Loretta. How are you, mate? I'm very well, thank you. Good Back to here s- again. <laughs> we can't dust you off, can we? We keep bringing no. you back, you know. I was supposed to be retired. I th- what was it? I think it was about nine years ago. Yeah, but- we've had about eight parties for you, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's all right. We might have another one today, you know. Well, that's why I keep coming <laughs> exactly, back. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and uh, Loretta was unbelievable because in the, the days we this started, we had a lot of the, the Greeks, Italians and all that couldn't speak English. She, she also uh, trained them to speak English to be able to do the course and... And she also trained some of the boys up, and we talked about it earlier, Archie and, and Peter and Drisky and all that. How you ever trained them up? That was a miracle. But anyway, you did. So it's been a, it's been a great thing, and it's it's been overwhelming for you, Anne, uh, after getting this uh, mag- magnificent uh, well, not a award, but a magnificent you know, being a life member of the union. That's not yeah. they don't throw them around. I'll tell you. No, it's a real honour, and I, I really feel privileged, and it couldn't have been a better present. I was really oh. so surprised, I but just, it was just the best present in the world. Wouldn't they? Pretty, they just threw your flowers over your shoulder, yeah. didn't you? Stick them up your ass. Oh, this is better than the no, flowers. The flowers were beautiful. No, no, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Yeah, but, but can I say too, a well-deserved one? hundred percent. Because Anne has put in her life over this last almost thirty years to that training unit, and we we all she always says, which is true, you can't do it alone. She's had her team, me included, 
with her, but she was she was the leader, fantastic leader, and getting things going and working. Work. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, yeah, work, yeah. We do all the time. Working her ass off. Oh, don't say that. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no that's all right. Yeah. And has built the training unit yeah. from nothing back in the early 90s where we were begging employers to let us train their workers um, and they, they didn't want to know about it up to, to now. Look, I don't know the figures off the top of my head, but I know there are thousands of workers who have gone through and for some of them um, it's changed their lives. You know, they were people yeah. who came in being very – with a big lack of confidence in their skills, especially literacy, you know, when you're learning how to, to, to write different um, documents and so on, and coming out at the other end, you know, stewards on site and no h and officers. This is from the health and safety um, side of things. And it, it, to me, I, I've just been honoured to be – part of it as well. It's just been a big journey. A roller coaster. <laughs> Not always easy, but yeah, nah. but fab- fabulous, fabulous well, I, achievement. I think the fact you've got about four standing ovations from every person in the house, I mean, it gives you, gives you some sort of idea what respect she's held with amongst the union and all the members of the union. And then you want to just touch on a few things. Why don't we go back to yeah. where you started? Because yeah. I mean, no. well, you look, it's easy now. Everyone looks around and goes, oh, how, how is this? But it wasn't always like that, no, was it? Wasn't, it wasn't always like that, but... Um, I guess that's why yesterday was so special that it was with the stewards because it was the stewards and the organisers that got us going. Mm. So it was um, people like you, Gorilla, and stewards like uh, Kieran Hopkins, Wayne Torpy, Glenn Hodgman, who got us our first steps in on building sites. Yep. Because uh, we didn't know we didn't know people in the industry to be able to just walk in and and do that. So you, our stewards were absolutely critical in getting us that that start, and then our organisers, and then we had leadership that looked after us. Yeah. So we started on 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 site doing doing our work on site and doing training on site. We started with health and safety and first aid, and really important things to construction workers and things that bosses found really difficult to say no to, um, and have gone from there. Yeah, and it's um, if you think back to, to to those days, I mean, where we are now, I mean, there was no one trained in anything those days, absolutely nothing. I mean, no. you might get we, we had old peg leg come around getting uh, tickets for the cranes and things like that. You just come out on, have you pull his binoculars out, watch you land a couple of loads, and that was it. But then, yeah. then with, with with the proper training, you got the theory side of things, and you know what yeah. you're supposed to be doing, yeah. you know, and all that sort of stuff, which uh, Loretta was very good at. Uh, but like, uh, so so along the way, I mean, you know, just go through a few of the things. Yeah, that, you so, know. so I started. Um, I started on the first of April, nineteen ninety three. You bring that up, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I chose that day. Tell them <laughs> must what have the, been, must have been a prediction. No, but what about what they said? <laughs> one of your staff so, said. What, how long have you been doing this? Oh yeah, one of one of one of my staff asked me how long I'd been there, and I said twenty nine years, and she said, "That's how long I've been alive." So that's when I realised that retirement was probably you know on the cards because this wasn't my first job, yeah. so I'd, I'd been in education for some time. But the day I started was the day that the bury the hatchet um, election was called. Oh, and yeah. so that was the beginnings of the amalgamations with the BLF and oh, the yeah. BWIU, and and it, it has been an incredible. Um, they were the growth of the CFMEU over Interesting that time. times then. It was really interesting. I mean, you know, I'd, I'd been in South Africa before I, you know, with the um, apartheid and the democratic movement and the trying to change apartheid, and I thought, oh, that's where you get, you know, that's where you'll get full-on education going. And within a week, there was sort of blood on the 
on the carpet at the CFMEU over the amalgamations and yeah. those sort of things. So um, I kind of had a bit of an idea that this was a place that was going to have the um, commitment and the strength to be able to pull off some really fine workers' education, and I think that's what we've that's what we've been able to achieve. And the secretary then but was. It was Vince Raffer when I first oh, started. Geez, what I've been in it. <laughs> but that, that didn't last long. No, no, no. Because <laughs> as I say, at that election was when Martin Kingham um, yeah, I thought it was, yeah, came yeah. in and yeah. Bill Oliver was the assistant yeah. secretary yep. and John Cummins um, became the president. So yeah. really remarkable times of growth and the development of the union and lots of really good conditions. Good, and peop- then, good people there to give you a good start. You know? Fabulous. Yeah, you couldn't yeah, have got yeah, a better, yeah. better, better start. And um, it's just gone from strength to strength. So yeah. And then we didn't always, um, and we weren't very financial those days, were we? No, I we remember were quite broke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we I, quite... I didn't get paid for a while when no, I started. No, no, no. I was going... So, you know, and all these... job. Yeah. Whether you like or not, these things all cost money. And I mean, you know, so it would have been very hard to get a good start there, you know, with, yeah, with no, fi- we... money, finances but, but to start. But that was, again, the, the whole industrial side of things too, that um, organisers and everyone and, and the leadership really pulled together and... and it was the CFMEU that started the industry training and the industry training grants. If it hadn't yeah. been for the CFMEU, it was a time of incredible deregulation and deregistration of all sorts of things. So, so you know, our whole health and safety things were being deregulated. The licensing for um, for high-risk work was being deregulated. It was being palmed out to people who were making money out of that sort oh, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we just stepped into that, that, yeah. that space and... Took it over. Took it over, yeah, as yeah. union should. Yep. It was just a really good experience, and I'm really privileged to have been part of that. All right, so what we might do is cut to a track now, and, mm-hmm. and you can introduce it, and, we'll, and, we'll, and give it, <laughs> go through the bit of the history. It's very well, no, interesting. It, it's the um, Chimes of Freedom Flashing, and it was written by Bob Dylan, obviously, but um, I had, uh, I've got the birds version of it, and I guess why I chose it was it's a slightly, um, slightly... But I was a kid when this was. Don't um, forget, we will cop all the shit if it's no good. <laughs> well, it's not on me. That's all right. I guess for me, what it's about is it's about real protest, like fair income protest, protest about things that really matter, that really change people's lives. And because it was just a tiny bit of a generation behind mine, it made it, the things that happened at that time changed my life. So women got opportunities as a result of the protests at that time. Far between sundown's village and midnight's broken tone We ducked inside the doorway Shadows in the sound Seeming to be the child of freedom Flashing Flashing for the warriors Whose strength is not to fight Flashing for the refugees On the unarmed road of flight And for each and every Soldier in the night And we gazed upon the chimes of freedom flash 
The birds, not bad, not bad, Eddie. Not a bad choice. Very good. Now, now, while we had that going, we've probably brought up more stories than um, than uh, we did in the first half. So we'll keep going with, with uh, Loretta and uh, Anne. Loretta, we had some good times. You know? We we always sort of talk about the serious stuff, but uh, we're out at it, uh, Ford. And you you uh, we, we turned into a picket line as they do, and uh, you were out in the picket line drinking a can with the boys and all that, you know, supporting the boys. That, that's what the training unit do. They don't just stop when the when the training stops. They're still there to support the members. We had a bit of fun out there, didn't we? We certainly did, and I think it was you who taught me how to drink beer. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> probably the only thing I'm good at, you know. But, um, but not having to smoke. I smoked Yeah. since I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. But uh, we had some good fun on the picket line. We had um, Archie out there and a few of the boys, and uh, then the boys decided to get a get a golf club and hitting golf balls back in the forward. That wasn't great; didn't go too well for us. No. But uh, and then also the MUA, we you were you were down there on the on picket line, the famous MUA picket line with uh, come on all the gang and yeah, well we were there. I would, because what we did was um, the the trainers and teachers in the training unit took turns on the first day. Um, Van, I think we had a van down there, and I I, I was there all night. 
<laughs> and early in the morning, the word was coming through, you know, the cops were arriving and they all marched down the dock and everybody's really tense, you know, thinking, what are they going to do? And they all lined up in two lines and it was sunrise. The sun was coming up and then bang, we heard it. And here comes Billy Oliver with all the building workers behind From him. It was like the yeah. cavalry had arrived. I'll yeah. never forget that. It was just this most wonderful feeling of, I suppose, solidarity, knowing, oh, the troops have arrived to support us. And, of course, the police were the police were calm. They just stood there and they were quiet. But that was an amazing experience. They weren't too calm when I saw them. We were marching down. Their eyes were like rabbits in the spotlights, you know, seeing us coming. But they, I, I had a bit of a bad experience that day because everyone had to go to the other side. They were attacking from one of the gate. They all moved over. They said, who's got a first aid ticket? And I looked around and no one's put their hand up. And I sort of put my hand up like, like I didn't mean it. And uh, they said, oh, you have to stay and do the first aid. Two seconds later, a bloke has a heart attack. <laughs> I said, you're joking. Grab the first aid up. But, mate, I, I shit myself. But uh, luckily this nurse saw the panic running in the me and she said, I'm a nurse. I said, oh, thank God for that and save the bloke's life. But anyway. Now, now Steve, I tr- trained a lot of workers, as you know, but I chased you for years, mate, and you wouldn't come and do a ticket. Well, I, 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 I did. Geez, <laughs> you put me on the spot there. I did three days of my first aid course. I didn't want to do the last one because I didn't want to get the ticket. <laughs> but, yeah, no, nah, but, well, as, as I say, mate, someone's got to chase all the people to get in there. So, you know, you can't be in two places at once. But, well, this uh, is true. And going back to what Anne said as well, you know, it was the likes of you as stewards in those days who really supported us on the jobs because it was pretty scary. It was pretty scary for me. Um, I was a lot younger then going on to building sites with all these big burly building workers and, you know, thinking, oh, I'm going to stand up in front of them and teach them and I don't know anything about the building industry, you know. Oh, well, I'll tell so what, you support, were a natural. Well, support of people like you was just fantastic, so well, thank you. And, and Annie, and from there it's just grown in the – I mean, yeah. we've talked before from – one or two teachers to probably 20 now or something. and That's right. We've got uh, almost and, 30 staff. And you, mm. and, and you do, want to, do you want to discuss a little bit of the course, what, what oh, courses? Look, we've at, done at, some really interesting things over the, over the years. So apart from all the on-site training and Oc Health and Safety, which is really important. And, and our, the kids are training. I, I love that. I think we've had more than 6,000 um, of our health and safety um, people do that basic health and safety course. That's not induction. That's the... HSR course. We've had um, more than 120,000 workers come through the doors and most of them have done, you know, multiple courses. So, um, you know, lots and lots and lots of of workers have have been to to our training unit. And the pre-training with the kids? Well, you know, we go out within 70 schools. Jeez. We do induction in 70 schools. We've got... um, a pre-app program that's just fantastic, and it's 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 designed specifically for commercial construction, and they they do um, half a year with us, and when they finish that, then Liam, our apprentice officer, who is just a spectacular apprentice officer, goes out Top and finds some jobs. Yeah, does a great job, and 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 so they work in commercial construction, and they're with us then as apprentices for the next three three to four years. So. You know, it's 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 really exciting, and the same with the um, crane traineeship that we've. Um, been, yeah. been been doing that some and, and another license, really interesting yeah and the licensing of trades well is coming up you know when we started we sort of we thought that the labouring classifications really didn't have much much going you know outside and there was that whole deregulation so there wasn't a whole lot of training going there and so we focused on that and that's why we've got the high risk work centre and built that 
In the meantime, with all the deregulation and the whole changes to the industry, where the big employers don't employ apprentices anymore and that <laughs> whole decimation of, of trades and then our trades got neglected in terms take, of that. Remember so, we had to take that clause out of the EBA. We had a we had a ratio of how many yeah, workers had yeah, to have many principal. Yeah. We had to take that out. Code compliant or something like that. Code compliant or illegal yeah, some or something, yeah. some bullshit. Yeah. Um, so, um, look, we've been banging on about this for about 20 years, but about two pre-COVID, the, the union was actually able to get an enabling um Legislation through the through the state government that would license workers in the trades, and so workers, every worker who wants, who is going to become a carpenter, a painter, a plasterer, whatever, will be licensed, and then the um, subcontractors and people that employ them would have to register their companies and employ licensed workers. Oh. Now, COVID, so that was the enabling legislation. The detail of it comes out in regulations. COVID comes along and it got parked. The, the the act was passed, or the amendment to the act was passed, but the regulations still need to be done. So they'll take that up in um, next year. There'll be um, a regulatory impact statement, and and that will really flesh out the detail. And that will change the game for everyone. Absolutely. You know, it makes trades yeah. worth apprentices worth doing apprenticeships now. You see at the moment, like I know the plasterers are struggling getting people because Absolutely. a lot of the boys that do that work from uh, from overseas and they've all gone back and they can't get in the country at the moment because of COVID. So everyone's struggling for numbers and we get, we need to train our own. Like I know the pre-apprenticeship, all that, it's pretty good. I know you got the young Goannas Gecko through, and if you can get him through the pre-apprenticeship, yeah, you can get anyone. So, yeah, oh, that's a bit harsh. Oh, if you meet the gecko, yeah, if yeah, you no, meet the gecko, you'll understand. So. <laughs> okay, so look, we've got to move on there because we're running out of time. We could we could talk to you, Annie, and um, or read it for about another three months. But anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll get you back. Don't worry about that. Although you mightn't come back because you don't have to. <laughs> but look, we've got to get on the scallywags and the same old thing and, and Shooky Lala's uh, camper. We've got a couple here. Yep. We've got general bosses. I don't know why we broke that down, but who, who we We're got, not sending for their blokes to training. CSR, we heard, we heard about what, that yeah. last, last week. CSR, they, their blokes are still out on, um, they're out on at the moment. They've been stood down. They put a half an hour uh, overtime ban on doing overtime to get their EBA out. The company's offering 2%. They want more. They want 4%. So the company's offering two percent. So as soon as they put that overtime band on, the company locked them out, and they're planning to starve them out and lock them out till after Christmas. So if you're retired or whatever, and you're not working at the moment, get down the picket Support. lines. There. The boys are down there on the line between six and six every day. So get down there. M- Monorails. Uh, M- Moneros. Oh, Moneros. Oh, Moneros, mate. They've got a couple of scallywag workers working for them at the moment. Very scallywaggy. Oh, they'll get caught up with. Yep. And what about Sookie Lalas? Come on, we've got any Sookie Lalas. Come well, on, come on, girls. We must have someone. There must be some boss that didn't send someone come on. training. Oh, I'm Keep not going to name anyone at the moment, but just a general, you know, those, you're, those you're, bosses that let workers' tickets expire are, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, are, yeah, are, yeah. are pretty low. All right, we'll go. We'll general Sookie Lala, all yeah, the bosses. I'll, I'll, I'll come back when I'm not working for the yeah. CFM here anymore. When you're right. Them. When you write your book. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez, that'd be scary, wouldn't it? We've got to give it the uh, also a nomination yeah. for Suki Lala. Julie from the IR, uh, the boss of uh, CSR, One, gave, two million. Yeah, she gave herself a no. She gave herself a million dollar bonus last year. All right, so we're just about done for that. We'd like to thank our our new um, life member Annie Yay. Duggan, and good, to, great to have Loretta back. Fantastic to see you again. And, uh, 
Uh, look, it's a great honour, Annie, and you know that, and we Absolutely. know that. And uh, yeah. it was great to see the surprise on your face yesterday. That was yeah. that was worth everything. Yeah. So we appreciate everything you've done for the workers in the union and and and, and the lovely Loretta. And uh, look, you won't ever believe how what a change you've made in people's lives. So it's a great great thing. And we're very proud of you. Okay, thank you very much. So we've got Thanks, a, Gorilla. Good on you, mate. <laughs> and, we, and we've got to um, mention that the, 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 don't forget, picnic day Monday. Don't let them make you work. Yep. It's the day off and all that. And we'll go out the same old way. Dare to struggle? Dare, Dare to win. win. If, you, if you don't fight, you lose. lose. And it's good morning from the Concrete Gang. And we're going out with... Mojo Juju. <laughs>
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.